0: My pleasure to welcome you here to a special edition of the Clark Howard Show, our show dedicated to helping you keep more of what you have and our websites Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com. I did a Facebook Live last night and it was really, really a great event, and I wanted to share content with you from it right now. And The reason I wanted to do this Clark Howard Live is we are in a most unusual time in America. I've been answering your questions about your wallet now for over 33 years. And in those 33 years, 2020 stands out as probably the most unusual year. You know, there have been other things. We had the unbelievable circumstances of the terrorist attacks in September of 01, and that shook our nation to its foundation. We've had wars, we've had uh, recessions, we've had great economies, stock market busts, real estate busts, things going great. But I can't think of any year that is anything like this year, where a public health pandemic the type last seen in the world 102 years ago has invaded our lives, disrupted the economy, caused a lot of economic dislocation. In the United States alone, 50 million, 50 million approximately of our fellow Americans have faced unemployment at some time or another since coronavirus invaded the U.S. in a big way starting in March. This has been a brutal time for a lot of people in the United States. On the good side, a lot of the tens of millions of people who lost their jobs initially during coronavirus have fortunately more recently gone back to work. But we've got a lot left to do because there are still many millions that face unemployment And this is an ultra-unusual recession, one unlike any other recession that I've ever experienced in my lifetime, in that people are experiencing this in entirely different ways, one from another. It's why economists have struggled this year to come up with, they always look for a letter of the alphabet to describe a recession and the aftermath of that recession and this year economists are using a term, a letter, they've never used before. They're calling this the K. And the reason they're calling it the K is you think about the shape of a K like this. We have people who are doing better financially than they've done maybe ever or in years, and then we have others that are suffering mightily. And so, I wanna make it clear as I answer your questions, someone asking me a question who's doing well, they're not being insensitive if you're not doing well yourself. It's that this situation in 20 has affected people so differently depending on what job you had going into coronavirus, what job you've been able to maintain, what job you've lost, what job you've gained back, Whatever the circumstance, people have been affected so differently. So I want to make sure to deal with the issues that people are being affected by on the good side of the ledger and the difficult side of the ledger. So I want you, if you have a question for me, please post it. And I want to try to answer as many of your questions as I can. And I also want to deal with some things up front. So there have been some areas that have very much confused people in a situation that someone may have had their employment very, very stable for a very long time, and then suddenly, bam, out of nowhere, you found instability in your life. And I do want to say something that I think is important. As rough and tumble and harsh as this has been for tens of millions of Americans, This will be an unusually short event for an economic calamity following a public health crisis because there was nothing wrong fundamentally with our economy in the United States or economies around the world when coronavirus struck us. This is a result of the event of coronavirus, of COVID, and not because of economic problems that were already there underlying the economy. So when, not if, when we get to proper disease management with coronavirus, which is likely to be treatment, uh, a good testing program, and a vaccine once it's accepted by the public and widely used, coronavirus will be a rearview mirror thing. And once coronavirus is gone, people will who are reluctant to engage in normal activities will again, and the economy will recover. So we're talking about getting through a messy time that I expect is going to end sometime in 21, that we will be on a path to resuming normal activity next year. In the meantime, There's been a lot of frustration from people, confusion about unemployment insurance. And there is a temporary booster shot for unemployment insurance that's taken states a a long time to get implemented because it was different than normal unemployment. That money's starting to flow if you are somebody on unemployment insurance. And the eviction moratorium that has been just talked about in the headlines A lot of people don't understand how it works, so I want to make sure you understand how it works. There is a form that I have for you at Clark.com that you have to fill out, sign and date, that you supply to your landlord, and that form will take you through a series of qualifications that would qualify you to avoid eviction the rest of this year through December 31st. It doesn't mean you don't owe the money later, doesn't mean the landlord can't charge you uh, penalties as the lease calls for when you do get back up on your feet. But it means that you don't have to worry if you qualify under the form to get relief from eviction. Now, one other thing I wanted to mention is we're going through a phase of a lot of job rotation. And what job rotation means is that disruptions already in place for the economy have been magnified and sped up by coronavirus. So there are people who have lost their jobs that will never have the same type of job again. But at the same time, other employers are hiring people like crazy. UPS announced yesterday that they need 100,000 additional workers. FedEx needs 70,000 additional workers. Amazon needs 30,000, 33,000, the latest count, unfilled jobs. And the jobs in these just three employers, there are many others we don't hear about. These jobs are jobs that are generally better paying jobs than average. There are those of us who are in jobs in... The segments of the economy that people are reluctant to take part in, like travel, uh, tourism, conventions, those are going to wait for recovery till that step I talked about in 21, when people feel confident with effective treatments, vaccine, or that we have a public health protocol that reduces the problems of community spread that we don't have yet in the United States. So, A combination of any or all three of those things is going to restore public confidence in people who've been reluctant to do those things, and it's going to bring those job categories back to life. There are people who believe uh, who are too close to the travel industry. The travel industry will never be what it was before. Never say never. Travel industry will be back strong, and I'll tell you, one person that'll be part of that is me. Because I can't tell you how much I miss the smell of kerosene, of jet fuel, of being able to go places, being in airports, seeing places around the world, experiencing things that because of pre-existing medical conditions, I can't do right now. But 21 is going to happen. It's time for your questions. And we have an unusual format for this where my wife Lane come on in honey say hello hi. there is going to be asking questions that you are posting for me and so post away and so Lane who do we have our first question from
1: our first question is from Susan and she says her son has not rec- received her his stimulus check and he did file with the IRS for 2019 um, they've gone on irs.gov but They've ended up with the statement payment status not available. So they want to know if you have advice or help for that.
0: I do have information for that. All right. So let me paint a picture. If we go back when the stimulus checks were part of the initial congressional um, stimulus act because of coronavirus and it took the government months to get that money out, we were getting person after person saying they were having that problem, but we are not hearing that anymore. It's rare that your son is having that problem and getting that response. The change that has occurred is in the spring and early summer when anybody tried to call the IRS, forget it. I was talking with my accountant about this, that it was impossible even for tax professionals to reach any human at the IRS And that situation has improved. What I recommend in this case is that you try to call the IRS because that's where you're going to actually need a human to help get that money for you. And I wish your son luck getting that done.
1: Our next question is from Anna, and she wants to know, where do you think the good jobs that pay well, have good benefits, will be in the future?
0: So it's pretty clear from every survey about jobs and where the jobs of the future are going to be that they are heavily in two fields. Computer technology of all different types remains the strongest job category of openings and of highest pay. The second category that dominates lists of future job opportunities are all various forms of engineering. So we're back to that STEM thing, right? That the jobs of the future are jobs that involve heavily in computing technology and engineering. And I have a link at Clark.com to a list of the highest paying job categories and the ones that are the ones that have the greatest job growth in the United States. Now, one other area that normally accounts for significant growth and opportunity in the United States has been through a very odd and at times rough 2020, and that is anything related to healthcare. But the long-term trend for healthcare is really good because, you see I got some gray hair there, see a little bit of gray hair there? We're an aging population in the United States, and as People get older, they need access to more medical care, and that creates more job opportunities. So, really, those three major categories account for the greatest opportunity. Now, let's talk about a whole different thing, and that's jobs that aren't involving college, jobs that involve maybe some time at a technical school or apprenticeship. There are many jobs of those types that pay well, that the workforce that does them has aged and is aging out. There are going to be a lot of vacancies and a lot of job categories that require state-supported technical college education or some form of apprenticeship. And I have a list for that as well at Clark.com. We're answering your questions on the Clark Howard Show Time to hear what's next.
1: All right, so now we have Mike, and Mike is curious about who is eligible for the $1,800 unemployment booster that it's, it's expected next week. Do you have to do anything extra to receive that, or who can get that?
0: All right, so what you're referring to is you're referring to the, the weeks of additional $300 overlay Of federal unemployment compensation, unemployment insurance layered on top of the state eligible unemployment insurance. So it was $600 till July 27th. There was an overlay of the state unemployment system. And then that money ended. And now, due to an executive order from the president, It looks like there's going to be either five or six weeks. It's not clear yet if it's going to be five or six weeks of an additional $300. It's taken states a while to put in place the processes. That's what I was alluding to earlier in order to pay the $300. And so many states are paying it retroactively once they get the program launched. And so um, it wouldn't be unusual if someone has not received it that they'll get, let's say, 600 $900 all at once, and then they'll get another week or two of the federal overlay. It looks now like the House and the Senate have reached an impasse on an extension for any lengthy period of time of unemployment insurance. And there's a complete gap between what the u.s house passed and what the senate uh, failed to pass today so it's possible that there will not be another extension of a federal overlay of unemployment insurance i thought that it was nearly certain just days ago and now it looks like the two political parties are going to their corners and they're not going to talk and we'll see what happens next with that welcome back to a special edition of the clark howard show i did a facebook live yesterday the content so great i want you to hear it now i want to go back to something else about the the split and the k for people who are doing okay so i want you to pay down debt aggressively if you're spending less money now if you're finding your balances are rising use this as a time to set a new financial course for your life if you've been one of those people who's been kind of on that treadmill the money comes in it goes out money comes in goes out but right now the treadmill is not spinning as fast you got the money coming in but it's not going out as fast I want you to use that as a gift as an opportunity that has been presented to you at a time that there's been so much hardship for others that you have been in this fortunate situation with your work and your life that you pay down debt. And recognize this, because of those deficits I was talking about a few minutes ago, we're going to have increased tax rates in the future. I don't care what any politician says. I don't care what party that politician's from. We flat out don't have enough money to meet the promises that have been made to the American people that we've made to ourselves and each other and the politicians have made for the benefits that we expect just take the what are known as entitlements medicare medicaid social security we're going to need more money to provide for national defense we're going to need more money and so it means that regardless of who's there The long-term trend is not our friend with federal tax rates. So for you, if you are in a good position and you're saving money for your future and for retirement, look very heavily at your place of work at the Roth 401k option if it's available to you. And if you have an IRA of your own, you want to contribute to the Roth version of the IRA, not the traditional better to pay the taxes at today's rates so that you then later in life when tax rates are higher you're able to take that money out without having to pay any tax on it because you paid it up front it's time for more questions by the way if you're just tuning in this is my wife lane who is posing the questions for you right now
1: okay so this question came in from lots of folks um Generally, who should be refinancing right now? Uh, The rates are low, but it's hard to figure out who it's right for.
0: So I may misquote the new record lowest average rates in the country that occurred today, or the report came out today. But if I have it right, the new average rate for a 30-year fixed in the United States for purchase of a home, not a refi, refi rates are a little higher. 2.86% for people with good credit. The average 15-year loan, 2.37%. I mean, this is unbelievable with 30-year and 15-year loans for people, if you're in that credit score category, having a rate that starts in the twos. What's phenomenal right now, even people whose credit is not great are getting rates they could have only dreamt of in the past in the threes, maybe if your credit's really challenged in the fours. I mean, this is an unusual opportunity. So who should refi? Well, if you have an opportunity to do a no-closing-cost refi and you can get a rate lower than you have right now, go for it. If you're doing a refi and you are in a 30-year loan and you've paid a number of years on that 30, See what the payment would be on a 15-year loan. Go into it. And the no closing cost thing, what happens when a lender absorbs your closing cost is you typically pay an interest rate about half a point higher than market to maybe five-eighths of a point higher. But you know you're saving money right from the first day. And that deals with the situation that's the unknown is if you are not sure how long you're going to stay in the house you're in and you don't know if you're going to make up the closing costs before you would decide to move on, that's where you want to look at a no closing cost or its sibling, a low closing cost loan where you make up whatever costs it would be very very quickly and you don't worry so much, well we might only be there two years or whatever. I also have a new tool that we just launched at Clark.com, which is a mortgage payback calculator. So you can see, based on your particular existing loan, the loan you're looking at, what your payback window is, and would it make sense for you to do a refi. Um, With refinances, no, or even new money mortgages when you're buying a house, know that credit unions used to be pretty much almost irrelevant in the mortgage market, and now they are the most important entity in the mortgage market. And the reason is the big banks that dominate so much of the traditional banking sector charge much more money in fees, junk fees, costs, and interest rates than do credit unions. So there's this huge competitive gap that's opened up comparing the banks. Because, you know, four giant banks control half of the banking orbit in the United States. And they, they're retailers. They charge very high prices. They're not discounters. Credit unions owned by their members, they're for their members, offer better deals on refis. It also really helps for you to get quotes from a mortgage broker who can quote multiple lenders to you for a loan you're originating or a refi. I will tell you though I am obsessed with 15-year loans because the rates are better and you reduce your debt so quickly. The biggest factor though that is going to affect the home market in the United States is people who lock in a very low rate right now buying a home or refining one, are going to find themselves facing house lock. If you're familiar with the term house lock, you are going to find that you're much more likely to stay in the home that you've got that great rate on than rotate out of it to another home that might be more like what you want to move to. You'll likely stay in that home you're in, maybe even improve it, renovate it, maybe even add on to it, So you don't give up this incredible record low mortgage rate that's available right now. Okay,
1: we've got a great question from Mauricio. When would you recommend buying a used car from a dealer during this pandemic? Uh, I was under the impression that right now would be a great time to take advantage of great deals. I thought sales would, uh, would go down. But apparently, they've gone up. So what's the deal?
0: So the car market is facing a crazy set of circumstances. First, the new vehicle market, which you did not ask about, right? Because you were asking used. The new vehicle market suffered an extremely long series of factory shutdowns in the first wave of coronavirus back in the spring. And so the vehicles produced went to essentially zero, Now, new car sales, new vehicle sales, are still way below normal in the United States, but they're just flat out as an inventory. So that pushed people that were looking for new vehicles to the used vehicle lot, creating demand there that would have gone to new vehicles. Then a lot of people who rode public transportation to and from work became afraid to ride public transportation, to ride a subway, a train, a bus, whatever, or people who uh, would get around in Uber and Lyft have been reluctant to do that. So people who didn't want to own a vehicle and got around other ways needed another vehicle. So that created a wave of, I guess you could call it, artificial or temporary demand for used vehicles. Used vehicle prices, according to the latest data I've seen from Edmunds.com, are up 16% on average, which shows you the extreme nature of the shortage. One annex. If you have a used vehicle sitting at your house that you really like having, but you really don't need it, this is a time to sell it because everybody will pay you more money for it. Uh, you don't even have to buy from somebody. they'll. Uh, everybody's taking uh, purchasing vehicles, even from people not buying another vehicle from them, and they're paying top dollar for them. If you don't need to buy a vehicle right now, Mauricio, I would wait till the balance gets back a supply and demand, which I'm expecting not till um, maybe early next year to maybe April next year. Somewhere in that window is when we'll get back to equilibrium for the used vehicle market. So if you can bide your time, Wait.
1: Okay, Clark. Stacy has a question that is near and dear to your heart. She wants to know, those flights have been so cheap lately. Um, she's tempted to book some future travel. Would you book a flight to a fun destination right now?
0: Do you want to answer that?
1: <laughs> it, yeah, it's probably my fault. I won't even let him go to Costco yet. <laughs> so I, I would like to go. Our daughter, one of our daughters is in los angeles and i would love to go see her
0: and she has had to pack up to evacuate because of the fires and we're waiting to hear from her if she's just still on standby or has to leave but anyway we are of very different minds about this on travel and
1: he's dying to go stacy he's dying to go maybe somewhere what about like north dakota That'd be fine. You haven't been there, right? That's
0: the only state I've not been to, but it would involve a plane change to involved. get to North Dakota. But um, I see these deals just like you do every day because, you know, I'm a travel maniac. And it just kills me not to be able to book. And I was looking just yesterday at the uh, one of the great deals right now is being able to redeem... Uh, frequent flyer miles for international travel that's a real sweet spot right now for next year because normally it's really hard to find those seats particularly at the lowest mileage redemption levels they're available right now and what I would recommend if you're thinking of international travel and you got points go ahead and book if the airline you'd use points on will allow you to redeposit. Penalty-free. You know, usually they charge you like 150 bucks or whatever to redeposit your points. Right now, a lot of them will let you uh, redeposit. If you book now and later you decide not to go, they'll let you redeposit penalty-free. That's the smartest move. If you want to do domestic, today there's an incredible sale from Southwest and JetBlue, both of them offering incredible deals around the United States both with very liberal, well, Southwest has always had the ability for you to change your plans penalty-free. And now um, with JetBlue doing this sale, you have that. And then, you know, Delta, American, and United have ended the, um, the change fee on most of their fares except for that awful basic economy, that when you buy it, you own it, you don't use it, you'll lose it. But uh, at least any ticket for after this December, that's the case.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance too. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: We're answering your questions on The Clark Howard Show. Time to hear what's next.
2: Cindy
1: says, I own my own home and car. I used my emergency fund to pay off uh, some credit card debt. Should I be rebuilding my emergency fund or continue to hammer down my debt?
0: So if you've gotten rid of high interest debt like credit cards, because I see you said you used your emergency fund to pay off some credit card debt. If you've been successful getting rid of the high interest credit card debt, I'd rather you start rebuilding some rainy day emergency fund money rather than continue to focus on debt. On the other hand, if you still have some high interest credit card debt, I want you to follow my 50-50 rule. For every dollar you have come available to put towards either paying debt or building your rainy day back up, I want you to take 50 cents of each dollar and put it into rainy day, the other 50 cents towards the credit card debt. If you got the credit card debt handled, or once you have it handled, then your other debts, uh, whatever they would be, if they are lower interest rate debts, then, and lower interest rates, anything a single digit, then your focus should be on fully working on rebuilding your emergency fund, your rainy day account.
1: Nicole asked, do you have any advice for negotiating rent, a rent increase for her apartment?
0: i sure do nicole all over the country there are apartments that are seeing declining occupancies not every apartment complex not everywhere not in every neighborhood your power with your landlord is for you to go shop the market around where you live and see what else is available You may even find a place that's a lot better than where you are right now, and you never thought about living there. And a lot of landlords offering a month or two of free rent with the new lease, that kind of thing. So you use the pressure of the marketplace to negotiate with the landlord. If you don't go out and shop the market, you have no power with that landlord who wants to raise your rent. But if you go out and find other things and they're better things, than what you have right now then you're great you're good because you have power you have the greatest power when you're actually willing to walk so let me give you what i mean by that so if you go out and you shop around and you find a place that's really nice and it's a better deal and they're going to throw in some free rent and all that um and you're actually willing to move then you can play a full game of chicken with your existing landlord. On the other hand, if you go shop the marketplace and you go back to your landlord, but you know in your heart of hearts you're really not willing to pack up and move, you just use the market information you found to try to negotiate with your landlord. And most of the time you'll get concessions. You may not get what you want in terms of what you end up paying on your renewal but you should be able to move them some based on what you have done shopping around. Thank you so much for listening to this special edition of the Clark Howard Show. The pandemic has affected us in so many different ways. My pledge to you, I will continue to serve you on the show and on our websites to help you navigate these unusual times. You're listening to the Clark Howard Show.